welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the Noon Report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues. At the state capitals, they are, as always, Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Well, gentlemen, this is our first show of the new year, so I'll say happy 2024 to you both. And uh, Jason, in keeping with a New Year tradition, the governor of New York delivered the annual State of the State address this week. Governor Hochul, uh, the third time that she has had that honor, thought it was interesting. She unveiled some 200 proposals during that speech, a hodgepodge of policy issues in Albany. Uh, What stood out to you, Jay, as the biggest headline from Tuesday's speech? Well, a couple of things. I just, I think for context, it's important for our listeners to know that she's tacking to the center in this particular address. You know, in all those 200 proposals, there were a lot of things that were left out uh, that, frankly, the progressives and the left really want. But because it's an election year, not for the governor, but for Congress and for every member of the state legislature, the Democrats are very nervous about uh, looking like they're leaning too far left in a state, even like New York, that is starting to vote more Republican. Uh, there is some concern over that. She tacked to the center. So I I think the real story is what wasn't mentioned in there. She left a lot of the normal extremism out of her address. Yeah, one of the big things that was left out of her address, Jason, was uh, the migrant crisis in New York. Really didn't spend much time on that at all. I mean, just a few weeks ago, you were calling that the biggest story of the year in New York. She failed to mention that. How come? Yeah, and I think it still will be a big story in you know 2024. Uh, she didn't mention it because of what I you know alluded to in the previous answer is the fact that she does not want to touch that thing with a 10-foot pole. Uh, because it really is going to hurt the congressional delegation election effort this year. But she's going to have to. You know, in New York City, they are now moving some of the migrants into a local public high school and moving those students to remote instruction instead. This is going to be an issue that is not going away. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I know she's going to give us her budget address next week. But, Michael, uh, Pennsylvania politicians aren't going to be back in Harrisburg until next month. What are some of the major policy battles that you expect to have with the General Assembly this year? Yeah, it is a slow start to the session this year with the Democrat House Speaker Joanna McClinton deciding that the House will not meet for votes till mid-March. They're going to meet to hear the governor's speech next month. But the big issues ahead, uh, the push for legalization of so-called recreational marijuana. There are several concerns on education, including court-ordered changes to public education funding. And then, of course, there's the aggressive pro-abortion agenda of the Democrats with bills looking to expand abortion right up until birth. Yeah. We're going to talk a little later about how, what kind of governor Josh Shapiro will be in 2024. Hang on for that yep. in a bit. Uh, but first, Jason, I want to talk about some election issues. Uh, New York State Senate this week passed sweeping voting and election reforms. I think there were all told some 10 bills that they voted on. I imagine a lot of this does not sit well with you, sir. How does this legislative effort serve to undermine election integrity? Yeah, this is becoming somewhat of a tradition now. Now, for the Senate Democrats, position this as they are saving the democracy and passing these election reforms. But actually, there's some real concern. You know, one of the bills that passed would allow for these voter drop boxes, and there's no security as far as where those ballot boxes would be dropped. Another would allow for setting up these mobile sites, kind of pop-up voting stations. There's some concern over that. And, and really, what got voted against by many of these Democrats? Voter ID here in the state of New York. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how much election reform was 
was happening and the bills that were moving this week. And again, you know, there's not a state in the country, maybe one or two, where it's easier to vote than New York State. This failed last year, correct me if I'm wrong, in the state assembly, right? Yeah, that's where this you know, moves in the Senate, and then it kind of stymies itself once it gets to the state assembly. And I expect you'll see some motion in the assembly this year, but certainly not all of those pieces of legislation. Yeah. Uh, Michael, I want to get your thoughts on this. I read an interesting article, I believe it was last week, on Spotlight PA, warning that Pennsylvania voters may not be prepared for election misinformation this year. Are you worried at all that the same kinds of election integrity issues that we witnessed in 2020 may crop up in 2024. I do think so. I am concerned because I don't think enough has been done to try to fix those things. Some of the mainstream media sources that many Pennsylvanians and Americans rely on for their news and information take funding from left-leaning organizations and donors. The Associated Press is a prime example of that. And so as we're looking for election information, sometimes it's the news sources that are the source of the misinformation, which is why I encourage people to listen to programs like yours, news sources like you, and to tie in with uh, credible organizations like Jason's there in New York to get the information about the issues they care about. And a shameless plug for your voter guides that you guys put out each year. Those voter guides do a remarkable job. So keep up the great work, both of you. I want to talk about the sanctity of human life issue next, Jason. You call it the Free Abortions for Out-of-Staters Act, which was debated by the Senate Health Committee recently. What's contained in this legislation? Yeah, it's interesting. This year's version of the bill downplays the fact that this is essentially that abortion tourism we were talking about last year. They will pay for bringing people here to cover their abortions from otherwise more pro-life states that maybe have certain restrictions on abortion. Again, this is an example of how a state that is quickly heading towards bankruptcy and the sinking ship here in New York is now looking to prioritize and fund abortions for anyone who will come here. It's not the kind of industry we want to promote. What I thought was interesting, not only does it pay for these abortions, it also funds the construction of new abortion facilities, correct? Yeah, here in New York, we view Planned Parenthood as the industry too big to fail. We'll do everything we can with taxpayer dollars just to puff them up and to build them up. It really is just a tragedy how our state views Planned Parenthood and its allies. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, Michael, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is fast approaching. I believe it is January 21st this year, the day before the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. I know you're involved in this fight on a day-to-day basis, but why do our churches, our houses of worship, need to be on the front lines of this fight to preserve life? Well, Bob, uh, even though we won a tremendous victory with the overturn of the infamous Roe versus Wade abortion decision, our culture has had nearly 50 years of abortion on demand, and that's brought a pervasive cultural acceptance that abortion, which is the purposeful taking of an innocent human life, is okay in some or even every circumstance. And that sinful attitude is the natural drift of any culture throughout history. And so now more than ever, the church is needed to turn our culture towards life and away from the self-centeredness that's at the heart of abortion. Gotcha. I want to spend the last couple minutes with you guys talking about 2024. What's at stake in 2024? I know we have a big presidential election, but uh, Jason, I imagine you're going to be mentioning this a time or two on this program this year, and that is the so-called Equality Amendment. It will be voted on on Election Day, November 5th. For our listeners who aren't familiar with what this is, explain what it is and why it's so dangerous. 
Yeah, some of the listeners may remember uh, we talked about Governor Cuomo's Abortion Expansion Act. Essentially, it gives us a virtually unfettered right to abortion in the state of New York and our state law. We also have various protections for the LGBTQ community, which really become discriminatory actions against those who hold traditional beliefs. Both of those pieces of law, if this amendment passes, would become constitutionally protected in New York State. So there'd be a constitutional right to late-term abortion. There would be a constitutional right for a child to receive a sex change surgery. Those types of things are what would happen with this amendment and a reason why it should be opposed by every voter here in the state of New York this November. And then, you know, Michael, uh, we mentioned up front, what kind of governor will Josh Shapiro be in 2024, given that there is so much at stake in 2024? We heard Jason mention that Governor Hochul has taken a more middle-of-the-road approach in New York. But what about Pennsylvania? Do you see him pivoting to the middle, or will he lurch to the left this year? Well, it's kind of interesting because he sort of talks a middle-of-the-road game when he's out there campaigning or talking about other candidates and things, but the reality is that he governs very strongly from the left. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I expect from Josh Shapiro is more of the same, where he's going to talk a good game. He takes credit for a lot of things that he really had nothing to do with. That's par for the course for Josh Shapiro and what we'll expect in this coming year. All right, and we will be discussing a lot of these issues all year long. If you have questions, Jason just talked about it. What is the Equality Amendment and why is it dangerous? Jason, you have a wonderful article on your website. Where can folks learn more? OpenUpdate.com. And stay informed on all the issues. Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is coming up. Why do you need to get involved, Michael? There's an article on your website as well. Where can folks read that? PAFamily.org. 